chapter 4. And we'll read verses 3 to 5. And it says, It is the same for us. My God. We were once like children. We were slaves to the useless rules of this world. Here it is. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. His son was born of a woman and lived under the law. But this had to happen. Y'all say this. This had to happen. God did this so that he could buy freedom for those who were under the law. His purpose was to make us his children. Take your seats today. I want to use for a few moments as a backdrop and title today, Connecting the Dots at Christmas. Connecting the dots at Christmas. All month long, for the entire month of December, we've been in our uh, Fresh Christmas series, and we began to unpack and have dialogue about uh, about uh, Christ and being Christ-centered this Christmas season. Last week, we talked about the heartache that can even be experienced during the Christmas season. And while some of us are celebrating the season and the reason, the reality is others, many of us, are still in great anxiety and angst to get the holiday behind them. And we've, we've, discovered, um, we've discovered that most of our, our pivotal moments, most of the most important, in our, most important moments in our lives uh, sometimes requires us to wait a while. We, we learned that last week when we unpacked uh, and put focus on this encounter that Simeon had with Jesus, that Simeon wait on the promise to see the promise uh, that God had made to him, that he would not die until God laid eyes, until uh, Simeon laid eyes on, on Jesus. But Simeon had to wait until the right time. And so not only is our waiting important, which we talked about last week, um, quick shameless plug, those of you that are streaming, I would encourage you to go back and catch this entire month, this entire Fresh Christmas series that we began unpacking first Sunday, last Sunday, and then again this Sunday uh, from, from the premise and the idea of Fresh Christmas. But uh, this week, we want to delve a little bit deeper as we discuss the waiting process, but timing and how important timing is directly tied even to the wait. 
Timing is 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 so important, and and I just believe that timing is critical in everything that we will do and become. Timing is is critical to everything that we will do, everything that we will be, everything that we will accomplish is all tied to God's timing. And so today, as we continue this idea of of a fresh Christmas, we we can't miss how important the timing is that has been tied to the birth of Christ. We, we often hear about Jesus, you know, he was born in the manger and we get, we get all of those wonderful things, but I just believe that there are some theological and some, 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 some life applicable principles that we can apply even to our own lives as we have to deal with timing. And uh, there's times in our lives where it seems like uh, the timing couldn't be more imperfect when actually it is perfect timing for God to accomplish his purpose. Are y'all with me on that? Have you ever had anything in your life that you've experienced or have ever been up against and you say to yourself, OMG, this could not have come at a worse time. Of all of the times for this to happen, of all of the times for me to be going through this, for all of the times, Byron, for me to be faced with this, for all of the times, uh, uh, Ebony, that I've put into this, and now I'm stuck and I'm now having to be faced with with this. Have you have you ever had something just go wrong for you and you couldn't think this couldn't have been a worse time to to already be uh, running late for something and then you're already running late and now on top of me already running late I, I can't find my keys this this really couldn't be a more worse time than this moment right now. I, I know a young lady uh, that's noticed that that her boyfriend always breaks up with her just days before Valentine's Day every year. They, they've been together for years, but it's just always, it is always the wrong time. You, 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 you can't pick a better time to dump me than days before Valentine's Day. The timing is just, oh, the timing is just off. Anybody know what I'm talking about where you have ever been up against something and you, you had your eye on one thing, but some way or another time just hit you dead in the face and th this thing that I didn't see coming, this thing that I didn't prepare for, this thing that uh, I wasn't expecting, this thing that I didn't plan for, I, I now don't know what to do because uh, time has just showed up it, to be planning something and then realize you're no longer able to go through with the plan because something just popped up out of nowhere. It, it's called bad timing. Anybody ever had a time in your life where, listen, it it was just bad timing. You you don't know where it came from. You had your sight set on one thing, but it's just been bad timing. But but I just believe today, I just believe today that God will use what looks like bad timing. God, God will use what looks like imperfect timing. Uh, it's just up to you now to connect the dots. Yeah, you, you got to connect the dots. You got to see where God is moving and weaving in and through your timing. I know it wasn't convenient, but connect the dots. I know it really didn't look conducive, but, but connect the dots. It didn't seem like it was real nourishing or edifying when it happened, Dre, but, but I just believe you've got to trust in the, the timing, the timing, the timing, 
of God, to, to think that your life is headed in one direction. Yeah, and, and only to be disrupted by something that you didn't necessarily plan for. We, we call that bad, bad timing. Yeah, but, uh, but, but according to the word today, does anybody still believe the word? Yeah, according according to the word today, I just believe that what really looks like bad timing and imperfect timing for you is really God's perfect plan for your life. Yeah, yeah, it, it, we've got to we've got to connect the dots. We've got to we've got to connect the dots. And when when we talk about timing, uh I I couldn't help but to wonder, Reverend Aletha, uh what Miss Mary must have felt when Miss Mary was approached by an angel of the Lord. I want y'all to get this. And Mary, Mary, Mary wasn't grown, y'all. Mary was still just a teenager when, when an angel of the Lord now approaches her and tells her now that she'll be impregnated supernaturally. Uh, it just, it didn't, it, it just, it just didn't make all the way a hundred percent, especially not to Mary. It seemed like Kawanis, it was bad timing. Listen, Jesus, don't you know uh, that uh, I'm just, I'm just a little girl. I'm just 14 or 15. I, I've got my whole life ahead of me. I'm, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to finish high school. I'm, I'm trying to get on the cheerleading team when I get to high school, like Anna. That, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to get a full ride scholarship. Yeah, Miss Mary, she, she had dreams and she had plans for her life, but it seemed like it was bad timing. And then to make the timing even more worse, not only does the angel of the Lord tell this 14, 15 year old girl that she'll be pregnant with a child but but to make matters worse she she's engaged to a man yeah she she's not even married yet she she's engaged to a man uh, and she she has to now tell this man now that she uh she'll be pregnant with a child can you can you just imagine the scandal y'all back then oh oh my gosh can y'all can y'all just imagine the ratings if this was a reality show right that how in the world do you uh, expect explain and expect people to believe that here it is you're just a teen girl uh, engaged to a man that you you haven't even known in an intimate way yet but you now have got to explain to him that uh that you've got a baby a baby on the way uh and and so the timing of of Mary's pregnancy was was really 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 bad but 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 Mary doesn't she doesn't gripe and complain even as things seem really bad because from God's perspective God's timing is perfect God's timing is is perfect can we read Galatians 4 4 again I know we read it all together but I want us I want us to really really get this down here uh, it says now it was the same for us okay all right, we we were once like children, where we we were slaves uh, to the useless rules of the world, which is why we needed Jesus. Yeah, we we were on our way. We had our own scandals that we really couldn't survive. We had. 
our own things that we were up against. We had our own traumas that we were born into. We had our own dysfunction that we found ourselves in with mama and daddy. Verse three says, listen, you, you really ain't no different from Mary, but thank God if God will do it for a Mary, I just believe God will do it for you. It was the same for us. We once were like children. We were slaves, useless to the rules of the world. But verse four is what I love. It says, but when the fullness of time came, yeah, yeah, when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. Can we can we just put a comma really quick uh, right here at the fullness of time? Somebody just say the fullness of time. The fullness, the fullness, the fullness, the fullness of time. What, what exactly is Paul expressing when he says the fullness of time? What, what exactly is Paul referring to when Paul speaks now about this fullness of time? When, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. And so uh, this fullness of time now means that when, when the time is right, when, when the time is right, when, when the timing is perfect, God sent forth his son. And here it is, I find it so not only bizarre and ironic, but all throughout history, God had been suggesting, God had been dropping seeds all throughout even the New Testament, even when we read all the way to the beginning, the book of Genesis, God had been dropping seeds and nuggets about this Savior that would come and save the earth. And, and here it is now that when the right time had arrived, any, anybody know what I'm talking about when we say the full? fullness of time. It, it's the fullness of time when when God has uh, now moved what it is that God has spoken uh, to now birthing what it is that God has already said. That That's the fullness of time where we when we move now from the space of what has been spoken over our lives and we now move into the space that we're able to live and capture in in the promise. Are y'all with me? And so the fullness of time is now when what has been destined for you has has now captured you. That, that's the fullness, the fullness of time. The fullness of time is when what has been destined for you has now captured you. The fullness of time is when what has been promised to you has now been perfected in you. And so here it is now. Jesus had been spoken about all throughout Genesis. Jesus had been prophesied about all throughout Isaiah. Here it is hundreds of years. This, this idea, this concept of Jesus coming to be the ransom and the savior of the world wasn't made manifest until God said it was the fullness of time. And I, I don't know who this promise is for. I don't know who this reminder is for, but God has spoken some things over your life, whether it was this year, whether it was the year before, whether you're holding on to a promise that God made a decade ago, God will move you from the place now of what he has spoken in the fullness of time where you move now not just you're no longer living in the promise but you're now living in the place that has been perfected and perfected in you yeah oftentimes people they see us in time uh, but they haven't they haven't seen us in the fullness of time 
Y'all, y'all with me? Yeah, yeah. They they caught a glimpse. They they caught a chapter. They they caught an episode of your life story. Even you, you you have begun to uh, to discredit. You've begun to doubt God. You've begun to believe that maybe it really wasn't a promise. Maybe it was just a dream. Maybe it was just a figment of my imagination. Maybe I wanted it more than God wanted it for my life. But listen, God says that. Listen, hold on to the promise because listen, I'm gonna do just what I promise. I will perfect what it is that I promised to you in the fullness, the fullness, the fullness of time. Yeah. The fullness of time. Jesus didn't complete everything that he had been set out to do until he had arrived at the fullness And I got a feeling for somebody in this room that uh, the fullness that you've been needing, it's, it's about to hit your hands. I got a feeling that the fullness that you've been waiting on, it's about to hit your heart. I got a feeling that the fullness, I know you've been holding on to the promise, but God's now moving his people from the promise now to walking in the fullness. I I spoke it over you at the womb. I spoke it over you when you went through the valley of the shadow of death. You, I didn't leave you there. I spoke it over you. I'm, I'm now about to bring you now into the fullness of what I have spoken. I'm now about to bring you now into the fullness of time. I spoke it. Uh, I spoke it and for it to be released at the the right time. God's bringing his people into the fullness of time. The question is, can your heart handle the fullness? The, the question is, can your hands handle the fullness? The question is, can you handle the fullness, the, the fullness, the fullness, the fullness of, 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 of time? And, and not, only, not only was it just the fullness, but the, but the Bible says, last thing, I said I, said I wasn't going to be long. Right. The, the very last thing uh, God says that, listen, not only am I moving you to the fullness, Byron, can we let's put up that next one? He uh, God moves us not only from the fullness, uh, but the Bible says that he uh, he sent his son born of a woman. And I want to just read that again. When the fullness of time came, the Bible says that God sent forth. God sent forth his his son and that. Uh, that sent forth peace is, it's important. The, the sent forth peace is, is monumental because uh, sent forth uh, is defined as a causation which moves outward from a source. Yeah. Sent forth now is, is defined as a causation which moves outward from from a source. Uh, so to be sent forth means for a thing to be released. To be sent forth means for a thing to be ejected. Uh, to be sent forth means for a thing to now launch. And and let me let me put it like this. Have you ever have you ever smelled a flower? Have you ever smelled a rose? Uh, and uh, the, the thing about a rose is uh it 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 
it sends forth an aroma. Uh, it, it sends forth a fragrance. What this rose does when you smell it is it produces something from the inside of the rose that produces now something that is now outward that you can smell. That, that's the way that God operates with us. The Bible says that in the fullness of time, and so now it's at the right time God sent forth. So at the right moment, at the right time, God launched something. Y'all, y'all with me? At the right moment, at the right time, God released something. At the right moment, at the right time, God ejected something. At the right moment, at the right time, God set forth something in motion and I just want to remind you that God can use difficult situations to set forth his timing in motion. God God can use what's challenging. God can use what's difficult. Ebony God can use what's hurtful and devastating to set the real perfected purpose and promise in your life. I I don't need you to look at what you've lost. I, I need you to grab hold of what God has set forth. God is setting some stuff forth in your life. It's some stuff you've been up against, but get ready for the set forth. Get get ready for the launch. Get get ready for the ejection. Sometimes God has to release us in order to launch us. It's some stuff you've got to be cut from. It's some stuff you've got to be released from in order now to be set forth. And so I just stopped by this afternoon just to remind the blood-washed believers that God will do everything everything in his time. Just wait on the timing of God. It was the fullness of time when Jesus sent forth and was born in a manger. It was the fullness of time when God sent forth the son to come out of a woman that didn't make much sense, but God launched something greater. God ejected something bigger. And I just believe that God is about to set forth some stuff in you. God's about to launch, release, eject some stuff in your in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wait on the timing of God. Wait on the timing of God. Joseph was set up to be murdered by his brothers. Do y'all, do y'all hear what I'm talking about? They, they put this man in a pit and left him to die. But some way or another, God sent a ram in the bush who took him from the pit to the palace. I'm telling you what God will do when it's the right when it's the right time when it's the right time. I I know, I know, I know it don't look like much now. Oh, but God is about to set forth some stuff. I know, I know it don't look good now. I know it don't feel good. I know the money ain't good. I know the job ain't good. I know the pain ain't good. But in the fullness of time, yeah, yeah, God's setting forth some, God's setting forth some stuff. God's setting forth God setting forth some some stuff. That's that's what God does. Can we can we just do verse five? I'm I'm through. I'm through. Ver, verse five. Verse five. Uh, yeah, it says now that God did all of this. Yeah, all of this. You you think back. Think back to your all of this that you've gone through. You think back to all of this. Listen, all all the tears I've cried. All of this. All all the times I've been broke. All of this. All the times they talked about me. All of this. All the times I didn't understand my 
myself all of this. All the times I doubted what God put in me, all of this, everything I've been through, all, all the pain, all the disgust, all, all the manipulation, all, all the backsliding, all of this. God did all of this so that he could buy freedom for those who were under the law. His purpose now was to make us his children. That's what messed me up, Marcus, is I went through all of this right here because what his purpose was for my life. In other words, nothing is never for nothing. In other words, nothing is ever wasted. In other words, my tears aren't for nothing. My pain isn't for nothing. There's a purpose in all of this. I just wish somebody would get this today. Jesus didn't encounter everything for nothing. He he didn't suffer, bleed, and die for nothing. He he wasn't born to a teenager for nothing. He, he wasn't hidden away and kept alive for nothing. But there was something greater. There was something greater. We didn't see it though until we got to the fullness. The, the fullness of time. And I don't know who this is for today. But listen, every tear that you've cried, it, it wasn't for nothing. Every time you had to wipe a tear, it, it wasn't for nothing. Every no that you got, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for nothing. You've got to connect the dots. Never isn't for nothing. Connect the dots. The word of the Lord declares, for we know that all things are working together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so this Christmas season, be encouraged, be reminded, be encouraged, be reminded that God will do just what God has promised when we reach the fullness of time, whatever God has spoken over your life, whatever God has promised, even whatever you may be feeling now, that God brings us to a place where it says now that what I have spoken is now being released and implemented in your life. And so, God, in this season, we trust your timing. And what will you do with the time? What will you do with the time? While you're waiting on God to do what God has promised in the right time, how are you spending your time? I've learned... that there are two key ingredients that align and position us for a miracle. The first being when an opportunity avails itself. But the second is preparation. How have you prepared for what it is that you're expecting God to do how have you prepared for what it is that God has promised over your life? And so, God, while I'm in time, 
waiting on your time. God, help me to make the most of my time. In other words, I, I can't just sit idle with my arms folded, just waiting. But, oh, I've got to be, I've got to be, I've got to be in motion. I've got to, I've got to be working toward. I've got to, I've got to be gaining my strength. I've got to be making sure that my mental is better. I've got to make sure that, God, you you fix my heart. You help me you, in the areas that I need the most amount of help. God, maybe it's physical. God, help me, help me, help me be a good steward over the temple that you've given me. Maybe, maybe it's the thoughts that run in my mind. God, let me get my mind together. How will you spend your time? That God in the fullness of time will send forth. That ought to be good news this Christmas season that this year, this time of the year, we celebrate God sending forth his son. Do you think God stopped sending forth after he sent Jesus? No, he, he's still sending. And so everything that we've encountered, oh, it's never for nothing. We take this moment now and offer Christ to you. We take this moment now, and this is our call to action.